Hilchas Avedis Kachavim Perik Aleph. In this Perik, the Rambam addresses Mitzvahs thirty six through forty four, which is not to uh, follow the customs and manner of or manner of dress of the non Jews. Number thirty seven, not to act as as a soothsayer. Thirty eight, not to practice black magic. Thirty nine, not to practice divination, which is trying to know the future. Forty, not to cast spells. Forty one, not to seek information from the dead. Forty two, not to consult the Zorah of Ayiv, which is a way of witchcraft uh, manner of trying to consulting the dead. 43 is not to consult a Yudani, which is again a, a person who tries to practice witchcraft by consulting various uh, unholy sources. And 44 is not to practice another kind of uh, sorcery. Halacha Aleph. We're not allowed to go in the ways, follow the practices of the Zara of them, nor can make ourselves comparable to them in any way to resemble them. Leva Malbush, not in the way we dress, Leva Sierra, not in the way we cut our hair, and anything else. Shem Pasuk says, You shall not go in the ways, in the, in the, uh, in the uh, customs of the Goyim. And the Pasuk says, You should not go in their, in their, in their, in their ways. Chuk uh, in this case does not just mean ways, it means the, the accepted social custom, laws, so to speak, social laws. Social norms. It says, Be careful, lest you inquire after them. All these Sukkim are saying one thing to be careful of, not to make ourselves similar to them. Rather, you should be distinct from them. You do have a and distinct in his, clo- in his dress, in his hairstyle, in his deeds. Excuse me. Uvashar Maisov and in his other deeds, Kmeshu Muv Domehem, just like he's distinct from the Goy, Madoy in his perspectives and values of the Esav and in his in his religious beliefs. Chenayim the pasuk says, Va'abdes Chamin Amel will separate you from the from the nations to be mine. Lo Yilubash Malbush Mukhd Lehem. Rambam expounds and says you should not dress with the dress that's unique to the Goyish styles. V'le'Yagadol Tzitzrei Sheikh Meis Tzitzrei Sham. Don't grow your hair long the way they grow their hair long. Don't shave the hair on the sides and leave the hair in the middle. As they do, it's called a beliris, which today would be called a mohawk. Don't shave the hair from the, on the front of the head, from ear to ear. So from the front, it looks bald. And leave it growing long in the back. As the, as the, as the do. Don't build buildings like these um, large temples. For the Avadazar, Kameshi Kanshul, Ben Rabbis, that many people should come together inside of them, Kameshi Nation, as they do. The Cholhaisa Achas Melokate Behen, whoever does anything of this nature, like is Chayav Malkus. The prohibition of building a large building for many people to congregate inside is not, for, is not a problem if it's for the purposes of a court or for businesses. It's, it's, it's only a problem if it's for entertainment, like a stadium. If a guy was getting a haircut by a Jewish barber, once he gets within three finger lengths of his mohawk, on either side, he must remove his hand so he may not continue giving the haircut because anything within three handbreadths of the mohawk is considered like uh, assisting the guy in getting his avidus or haircut, and a yid is forbidden to get, uh, help a guy. Survey the Zara.
Malchus, a Jew who was close to the government. He has to sit before their kings, their rulers. It's embarrassing to him. Because he's not going to be look like, look like them. He looks very distinct. He's allowed to dress as they do and cut his hair the way they do, shaving the front only. As they do. Since he has no interest in doing so, it's simply because he's doing it because of the, of the, of the, the discomfort and for the benefit of helping other Jews in terms of his ability to evaluate the decrees. So since he's not doing it to actually want, want to look like a guy, and it's for the benefit of the rabbim and his ability, as the rabbim himself writes in his in, in, in his chuvas, that it's for the benefit of the people who will be able to assist with his government connections, that allows him to resemble the uh, non-Jews in that context. The rabbim now goes on to describe all kinds of prohibitions regarding witchcraft and and uh, Hocus pocus. Halacha Dal the Ramam discusses the prohibition of being superstitious and superstition. What does that mean, soothsaying? Saying something to soothe your you soothe your, uh, your, 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 your calm your nerves. You get Eilish Aim, people who say, Hail Vanafal Pitim in peace, since bread fell from my mouth, and Nafal Makam Biadi, or my staff fell from my hand, and the Hedach Makam Penya, I'm not going to such a place today. She made the Chesavai go, and Chafatsa Nasim, bad things will happen to me. My, 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 my deeds will not be successful. For example, if a, or another example is if a, since a fox came on my right side. Pass me on the right side. Any day in Pesach Beis, I'm not leaving my house today. She means because if I do leave my house, if any other Mermai, a trickster, someone who's sly like a fox, will will uh, encounter me. Someone who hears the chirping of birds and says, "Such will happen, such will not happen." Or such a thing is good to do or not good to do. So. Similarly, those who say slaughter this chicken, because it it crowed, it, it cried out in the evening, and uh, a rooster or a chicken is supposed to uh, uh, cry out in the morning. This can also be translated as it crowed like a rooster, like a, a, a raven rather. So it's an unusual sound that it made. Or slaughter this the hen, female chicken, that, that, that sounded like a male chicken, a, a rooster. Similarly, somebody who makes signs for themselves. In here, the kach kach of such and such transpires. As the double plane, I'll do this thing. In loy yedulif does not happen. Loy yes, I won't do it. Kaleizer of Avram, Kaleizer the servant of Avram, who made a sign. He said that if a girl comes out and she says to me, when I ask her for water to drink, and my I will give your camels drink as well to drink as well. That he's the person for Yitzchak. Similarly, all these examples, it's all forbidden. Whoever does any of these things is Chayef Malkus for this of Leisenachshu. The Rambam's example of of being inappropriate in this context has raised a lot of eyebrows among the Mepharshim, and they discuss it at length. Um, some contemporary examples of all this would be people who say, if a black cat crosses my path, it's bad luck. If you break a, mir- break a, break a mirror, you're not going to do this. Those are all Isurim Deraisa of Leis Nachshu. 
Hey, if somebody says, Dear Zusha, beneath this house that I built, Simon Toyev, it's a good sign for me, good omen for me. This woman, that, woman I married, this animal I bought, was blessed. Because when, when I bought it, Asharti, I became wealthy. Similarly, if someone asks a child, What verse are you studying? If he gives him, and if, if he responds with a pasuk, that's a good, a positive pasuk of, of bracha. Yismach, he rejoices vehemently, and then he says, Zes, him and Tev, it's a good sign because it means what I just did is good. These are all permitted. He didn't direct his actions to do something, nor, nor refrain from doing something because of, because of what, what, what happened. Asking the child, or what he, because of what he bought, or the woman he married, he's using this as an omen of recognition, something which already happened. That's permitted because he's not changing what he does based on any kind of superstition. It's puzzling because the Gemara seems to imply there were Chacham who asked kids the Psukim, they were learning, and based on that made decisions. And the Farshim explained that's not the case actually. It seems that they already had made a decision, they just reinforced it and were more comfortable with it after they asked, asked the child the Pasuk and the child re- reinforced their decision with a pasuk which reflected the decision they, already, they already, had already made. What is a diviner? This is someone who does all sorts of uh, uh, things, uh, rituals. She should go into a trance. His mind should be cleared because of anything. Until he's able to say things which will supposedly happen in the future. Vim and then he'll say, Dovram and Plaini Asad Lias, this thing's gonna happen at any hyper, it's not it's it's not gonna happen. Ashim Rashwala says Kenny, which you can say it should you should do this. If he's Hormakah, be careful of that. Yeah, in that case of some of these diviners, Misham Shem Shamshim they use sand or a vanum or stones as part of the hocus pocus. Vish should go here, some of them bow down to the ground. They they stand up straight, they try to bow their head down to the ground, like looking like somebody is trying to touch their toes with their head. Uh, do strange movements with Tayak and they scream. Some look into a mirror of of uh, of uh, iron, a or into a crystal, right? Crystal ball. When and they then they then they uh, are, uh, go into a trance or they fantasize, they ima- make in, in, they, they imagine their imagination goes wild and they speak. Some hold a staff in their hand, and they lean on it, and they tap with it until their mind clears, they go into a trance, and they speak. This is what the Navi says in terms of uh, um, giving Klal Yisrael Musr, chastising them for turning to Havad Zara. Ami Yisrael, my people, inquire of their staffs. Umakla Yagidla and their rod tells them. Also, Liksim is forbidden to do this, this divine uh, divination uh, practice. It's also forbidden to ask someone who knows how to do it to do it for you. To consult such a person, except the person who consults the diviner, gets Malchus for The person who does this witchcraft, if he does any of these types of behaviors discussed until now, should not be found among anybody who passes their child to the fires of the mother, as we said earlier. And it says also the the one who practices divination. So the person who actually does it. That is where he gets Chayav Malkus. The person who consults with him is not Chayav Malkus Matayda, but he does get Malkus instituted by the Chachamim. Excuse me, Ches and Tes, the Ram discusses the prohibition of astrology. 
who is a fortune teller? That's the terror forbids. Those are the people who predict certain times. They say based on their astrology, based on what their vision of the stars is. This day is good. This day is bad. This day is appropriate for this type of work. This year, that month is bad for this, this type of thing. All based on their supposed understanding of astrology. Halacha test. Asla Aiden is forbidden to, to, to uh, fortune tell based on the stars. Alphapishali also might see even though he didn't actually do any action. Elohidia is an axophim, rather he just related the lies and falsehoods, which the fools believe and think that it's truth and wise. Anybody who acts based on astrology, and he, con- and he conducts his work or directs his behavior in his work, or in his travels, based on those times established and suggested by those stargazers, uh, gazers of the heavens, the astrologers, you shall not fortune tell. Somebody who fools the eyes, and he presents himself before the onlooker. He does things that are wondrous. But he's really doing nothing uh, wondrous. It's just a matter of slight hand. A contemporary magician. That's part of the uh, prohibition of and he's Chayv Malkus. This would make contemporary magicians forbidden, although based on what the Ramam says, it would seem that that's only if they try to present themselves as having supernatural powers. If they clarify and say that there's nothing supernatural here, it's just a matter of slight hand, as is contemporary known today. Uh, famously, no one believes that magicians actually have uh, uh, magicians of entertainment actually have any supernatural powers. It would then be permitted. Halacha Yud. Who's a person who casts spells? This is someone who speaks things that aren't a language of a people, have no meaning. It's just it's just uh, spells, meaningless gibberish. And he believes in his silliness. They have some significance and impact. Until they say, to the point that they say, someone says this spell, hocus pocus, abracadabra, on a snake or a scorpion, any nick mazik, it will not damage any of them. Said on a person, a nizik, he will not get damaged. Some of them, and when they, some of them, when they do this, they hold a key in their hand, a cell or a rock. Or anything of this, this nature, also it's all forbidden. The person who does the divination, it's, also, it's forbidden for a person to do any of that and to rely on any of that. The person himself who casts a spell, and he holds anything in his hand. He does an action with his speech. If he does like a small gesture of his finger, and the principle is, is that a person is not unless they do a behavior. So by holding something or by uh, moving their finger, that's a behavior. There shall not be found among you someone who casts spells. If he only behaves verbally, he does not move. Neither his head nor his finger. He had nothing in his hand. So he's standing still like a statue and he is speaking. The spells. Similarly, a person 
upon whom the spell is being cast, and he's sitting in front of him, and he thinks there's some sort of benefit in this, he didn't do any behavior, because he's, he's uh, participating in the silliness of this spellcaster. All those strange sounds and, 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 and words that he uses, which are, which are uh, deplorable, they have no disadvantage, they, they, they don't harm anything. They have no advantage, they bring no benefit. The Ramam is of the opinion, very strong, that witchcraft has no ability to impact the universe, just a bunch of silliness. Uh, he says it very, very clearly at the end of the Perak. Someone who was bit by a snake or a scorpion. allowed to do this uh, incantation. Over the bite, afilu, over the place he was bitten, afilu b'shabbos, even on Shabbos when unnecessary talk is forbidden, and cer- certainly during the weekday, in order to calm him and strengthen his heart, because the anxiety over the the bite may actually may actually harm his health and make him less likely to survive. So, in order to help him feel confident, he'll recover. That placebo is allowed to be done by this uh, hocus pocus. Although he really has no benefit. Since he's in danger, his life's in danger, they permitted for him so that he should not become overly disturbed. In this way, he's more likely to survive. Some question why the Raman would allow for the Zorah, even for Kuch Nefesh, uh, it's not allowed. And they say that the Raman means that a real spell that's accepted by the Avedah the, Zorah, the, the black magic uh, practices, is not allowed. What's only allowed is to use your own thing to, so to speak, say, I have a spell and you make something up just to calm his nerves. Someone whispers a spell over a Makkah, and then he says a Pasuk from the as well. Or he reads a Pasuk by a child so to prevent the child from not becoming scared you put a sifatari or tefillin on a child to get them to go to sleep as a as a, as a uh, belief a segula so to speak to get them to fall asleep it's not sufficient that they're considered to be someone who who's doing uh, soothsaying or spell casting they are denying the basic principles of tereira they are taking the tereira and making it into something which is some sort of uh, physical worldly uh, uh, impactful thing like another another uh, Another thing that you, that you can do to, to, to change the things in the universe based on the laws of nature. The truth is only healing for the soul. There will be a life for your, for your soul. So therefore, it's forbidden to use things of Teira as a way of, uh, of a hocus-pocus belief to impact a person's health or benefit. Of course, doing things that Tera itself says brings merit, like the schus of a certain mitzvahs, uh, 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 having certain benefits, that is obviously allowed. If a healthy person who is not sick reads psukim and, and verses of tilim, they should talk in a love and that the merit of them should protect him. He should be saved from hardships and damage. That's permitted, and indeed, in all Jewish communities everywhere, all legitimate Jewish communities, that we say tilim. To, to as a schush should protect uh, um, for whatever cause the person needs, even if it's a situation where the person is actually already sick, it's still done in most Jew- in all Jewish communities. What the Alam is prohibiting over here that a person is not allowed to use concepts and verses of the Torah to create a certain belief that there's some sort of. Uh, uh, worldly rule that these things have an impact on uh, uh, certain things in, the pers- in a person's health. 
but the belief that they heal the neshama, they have the spiritual powers that have spiritual impact, and that in turn can impact how things are in the physical world, that is perfectly permitted and even appropriate. As is indeed the custom among all Jewish communities, as mentioned earlier. What is the example of somebody who seeks information from someone who's dead? We said this, this is one of the, one of the mitzvahs, and the Zohar is not to do this. What is the example of such? This is, a, this is a, of a Zohar where they would start themselves and go to sleep in a cemetery. So that a dead person who should come to them in a dream and inform him whatever he asked of the dead person. Other people, they wear known clothing for their, their cult. Even government say special spells. Makhtirinkotes do and offer kind of all kinds of incenses. Vyeshenim levadim they sleep alone. Kadesh Yovei meis pelayni v'safi mechaleim that this specific dead person should come and talk to him in a dream. Kolosh Dover here's the bottom line. Kolah isik kadesh Yovei meis v'yadia anybody who does anything in this fashion that he wants the person who died to inf- come to him and talk to him and inform him. Like he's chayiv malchush nemar limasuch hamavir v'goymer adoshal meisim mishnah pi found among you somebody who seeks information from the dead to talk to the dead person is is allowed technically speaking to seek information that the person should come and talk to you that's permitted uh, pr- pr- prohibited. We already said in Perik Vav that it's forbidden to do the witchcraft of Oyev Yudaini, which is all sorts of ways of getting information from a uh, different source, either from a dead person or from other 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 witchcraft uh, uh, methods. So now the Raman says, also, it's forbidden not just to do so, but to ask someone else to consult for you. The Pasuk says, not be found among you, someone who asks of the Oyev, or inquires through the Oyev, or Yudaini, of a desire. Witchcraft. So he comes out. Someone who practices that type of avodazara, a witchcraft avodazara of avodayni, is chayiv skila for avodazara. Someone acquires through that 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 sorcerer bazhara. He is only a lab, it's not chayav skilo, makanis makas mardus, but there's no actual action, behavior, therefore there's no malchus. There is makas mardus, which is malchus derabonon. Imchiven rabbinic lashes. Imchiven myself also If, however, the person who asks uh, does his behavior based on their instructions, then he's chayav malchus. Somebody does witchcraft, a sorcery, a sorcerer, chayv skila. Who that's provided to us in Maisek he does acts which are deeds of sorcery, things to believe to be actual sorcery. Again, the Ram himself, of course, doesn't doesn't apply, does not give any credence to the to the power of witchcraft. But if it's one of those things believed by the population to be as such, he's chayv skila. someone merely fools the eyes, so he's a magician. He appears to do it, but he doesn't actually do anything. Uh, uh, he's not actually doing sorcery; he's just doing slight hand. Like Makas Mardus, he is Chayiv Makas Mardus, Rabbinic Malkus. Why is he only Chayiv Makas Mardus, not actual Malkus? Because the pasuk that that, that uh, is, is stated the prohibition of sorcery, is part of the pasuk where it says, "Should not be found among you people who practice sorcery." The law who in that same pasuk continues and says that you will not let, let him live. It's technically speaking under the umbrella of something which can involve capital punishment. Vain lake love, there's no malchus for it. Now the pasuk says, someone who practices, practices witchcraft may not be allowed to live. So therefore, if it's under the umbrella of something which has a chiv mal a chiv misa, there's no malchus for it. Even if that particular detail of it, there's no chiv misa. Like an example of somebody who practices uh, general uh, contemporary magic or uh, uh, slight hand magic. So over there, there's no misa. 
but since it's under under the, it's under and there's no there's no there's no misa because it's not real witchcraft. But since it's under the prohibition of the same pasuk which talks about gen- genuine witchcraft, which is a chiyuv misa, therefore there's no malchus. The Rambam says all these matters are fal- falsehood and lies. The Rambam believes that all types of uh, witchcraft has no uh, impact and has no power. It's not that it's not that you're not allowed to do it. It's just it's it's simply silliness. These are the methods that the earlier idolaters used. The Goyer, what's it's uh, that the, excuse me, these are the methods that earlier idolaters used to fool the people of the world to follow them. It's not fitting for the Jewish people who are wise among wise to be drawn after these sillinesses. Don't think that they have some benefit. You should not be not be uh, 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 any diviners uh, uh, among Yaakov, and no uh, witchcraft among the Jewish people. Kesem is like 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 uh, occult arts among the Jewish people. Remember, it says these goyim who are driving out of Eretz, Eretz Canaan, they listen to diviners and astrologers, but not for you. So this the Hashem is not giving you this 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 lot. So therefore, the Amam says not pshat that witchcraft has some sort of power, but you're not allowed to do it. It simply has no power. It's all 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 in the, in the mind. All babmises. Someone who believes in any of these things, and he thinks in his heart that there's some truth and wisdom to it. Except that terror came along and said that even though it works, you're not allowed to do it. Only you must be nothing more than foolish and lacking intelligence. Similar to a woman or a child who has undeveloped intelligence. Those of wisdom who are of whole mind. Know with clear proofs. All these witchcrafts and terror forbade are not wise. They are silliness and foolishness, emptiness. <coughs> drawn after by only those who are lacking intelligence. Who have abandoned any truth because of that. Therefore, the terror says, When it warns us against these sillinesses, be perfect with Hashem, be perfect with Hashem your God. So the Ramam is of, of this opinion that they have no benefit to them. Now, of course, there are many who argue on the Ramam. In fact, they bring rise from the Chumash where it shows that Pare's uh, sorcerers did have certain abilities to imitate the Makkas in certain ways, etc. Uh, but it's uh, a very lively conversation among the Mepharshim. Uh, let's leave it at that, and there's much more to say on the topic.